Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Cast, how you doing, bro? I am fantastic. Grab your beers, grab your drink, whatever you're doing. If you're driving, put your beer down. Don't <laughs> let anybody see it. Let's get this thing going. This is exciting, exciting yeah, stuff. The first time. Two WWE shows going head-to-head, one Saturday night, one Sunday night. It was a showdown. It was amazing. Let's a get showdown, going. A showdown. A oh, showdown. Not to be confused with Saudi Arabia, but you're absolutely right. Not to be uh, confused. I just want to address, you know, we just came off of our first pop culture episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Nintendo versus the Xbox. I got a, I got some pretty positive feedback from from some of my friends that, that, that check out the show. So, uh, Cass, how do you feel about the, uh, yeah. the Nintendo and Xbox show? I loved it. I could have went on for five more hours spewing Nintendo history. I could have kept going and going and going. Thank God you stopped me because I was going <laughs> to just keep talking. Hey, same, but, same, uh, same, same. I had a great time. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I am super pumped to get back to what the core of the show is, and that is professional wrestling. Like Just like Cass said, we're comparing two current-day WWE shows. First time we've ever done it. In the history of the show. So let's just jump right into it, man. Uh, real quick, uh, because obviously the SummerSlam show was significantly uh, heavier as far as like matches and time and everything than the NXT show, we'll be spending a little bit more time on on uh, the SummerSlam show altogether. But I want to touch on both of the pre-shows really quick. We're not going to compare anything because they were two totally different kind of shows. Uh, but the SummerSlam pre-show, um, first of all, two hours is ridiculously long for a pre-show. It's way too long. An hour at most is necessary. At most an hour. Uh, the NXT pre-show was half an hour with just packages and a really good panel. And it's great to keep it that short. It get, got me hype. Um it's a good way to like, you know, because most of the, the diehard fans want to make sure they don't want to miss anything in the, in the top of the show. So they'll sign in a little bit early, you know, a few minutes early. Uh, but nobody's signing in two hours before the show, uh, you know, to, to check out the pre-show. Uh, that being said, uh, there were some pretty cool matches on the SummerSlam pre-show. Still think you could have done it all in one hour and and gotten most of the packages in. Uh, but Drew Gulak versus, versus Oni Lorcan, it was a pretty great chain wrestling match altogether. Uh, solid little eight-minute outing for that that cruiserweight match. Uh, Apollo Crews versus Bl- uh, Buddy Murphy, which is essentially just a way to further the uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Daniel Bryan, Buddy Murphy kind of storyline they have going on. Um, and then you had the Elias segment, which was pretty awesome and kind of giving Edge like a big pop there, having Edge come out and throw a couple spears and, you know, have the big Toronto pop. Uh, it was it was humongous. So that was cool. It was a very cool little nostalgia thing. Again, like they did some pretty cool things on the pre-show, but dude, this was, this was two hours long. This pre-show on for SummerSlam was longer than a regular episode of NXT, and that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, that's just, it's, it's insane. I mean, with three matches and a cool pop, you could have pulled that all off in an hour, no problem. Uh, but yeah, the last match right before the main card started was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. Uh, the commentary was super awful, uh, like exceptionally bad. Uh, the match wasn't really bad. It wasn't really great either. Uh, I kind of was a, I kind of hope it was a blow off for this like angle. Uh, but it was very meh to me. Yeah. Uh, I know you really didn't get a chance to check well, out the pre-shows, but yeah, who's going to sit through you said it was two hours. I mean, you got to sit through two, two hours, hours of that, and then you got to sit through the whole show. God knows how long the actual summer. Nobody's gonna be able to do that. It's well, like you know, 
WrestleMania like, weekends like that where it's like it goes on and on. like they gotta cut that out. No, I agree. But you know what? Unlike some people that work on this show, I, I made the dedication to make you, sure to watch every minute know, of every show. I'll give you that. I did not have that dedication. <laughs> I'm barely no, able good. to watch the show, the main show. So there's no way I can. It's fit all that good. In. Well, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and dive right in then. Let's all let's right. go ahead and dive right in then. All right. So the opening match for SummerSlam. Uh, was the man, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you take it away since I kind of cover those pre-shows. Uh, let me let me know what you thought sure. about Becky Lynch and Natalia here. Yeah, man. Uh, one comment before the match was just that whole opening package for SummerSlam. I thought, it was, I mean, it's WWE. Come on. It's yeah, 2019. Yeah. They've been doing this a long time. Everything yeah. they do is high quality. So I know it's kind of silly agree. that my note is that it was high quality. But I don't know. Something about it. I was like a top-notch. High yeah. quality opening package. It was yeah, very, it was. very good. I mean, it's just something about it was like, man, that was like Hollywood. Just woo. That was a high, high quality, great opening. Then he got the match. Becky is just looking better every time I see her. I'm happy for Natty. I'm actually a big Natty Mark. Um, I'm I, not. <clears throat> you know, she's the problem is, is that she's. A lot of people, there's like a, you either love Natty or you don't. There's a lot of people that think Natty should get a bigger push. There's a lot, a lot of people like more so like you probably that don't. And the fact is, and I'll say this as a Natty fan, she's not that good. You see it when she's up against somebody like Becky, who is just on top of their game. You see it when she, uh, she's wrestled Charlotte. You know, these people are at the top of their game. They're just as good as a Seth Rollins as an AJ on their women's wrestle, re- oh, wrestling. Yeah. You, you see, you saw it later whenever uh, Charlotte wrestled um, Trish later on. Man, Trish was great. She's a real pioneer, but she just yeah. isn't even in the same league as Charlotte. I know she's older, but even Trish in her prime couldn't have matched Charlotte. And Ooh, she couldn't I don't match, know about that. She's going to match Becky. That's my opinion. Only because they're just so far further along than women's wrestling was back then. And sure. it's not fair to compare. I think sure. Natty, Natty is is kind of the same. She just is a step behind. But I love Natty. She did some great stuff. I love the pop. I love the Canadian pop for Natty's music. Um, another good thing from this match was commentary. Uh, Corey Graves, I probably said it before. There hasn't been anybody that good as a heel commentary since Jerry Lawler in the 90s when he was just straight up heel. I mean, Corey Graves just says stuff that is just hilarious, and I love it. I just, it's, I, I didn't write down any quotes, but throughout the whole night, he just said things, and then somebody would turn heel, or somebody would turn uh, somebody thought he was a baby face. They would turn heel. You know, he does it on raw where he hates them. And then they turn heel and he's like, I told you all along. I just, it's a yeah. classic, uh, Jerry Lawler, any kind of heel commentary that we haven't really seen. Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Bobby Heenan. I love it. Just great. Well, obviously Bobby, but, yeah. um, I guess he reminds me more of Jerry. Um, I love the crowd reactions in this match though. Uh, Becky doing the sharp shot, sharp shooter. They got hot. I love how into this match they were. They were. The Canadians are always so into their wrestling, and they're so into the hearts that they don't care who it is. It was Natty, and they were 100% with Natty. Um, there was a little bit of buzz for Becky because Becky is the man. Um, I, I thought it was a great battle, though. Uh, props to Natty. Um, you know, she, she stepped it up here. Uh, you don't really see this much from her. 
Um, I feel like every other time I'm always rooting for her, and then I see her just like one step behind. I think she really did a good job here. She was really trying to prove. She really, I saw improvement from Natty, which uh, a wrestler, man or woman, this far into their career to be improving, you don't see that much. And I think maybe she's getting critiqued and I saw a little bit of it here and I'm and I'm a person that watches closely on Natty because I wish Natty could be a top a top uh performer in her uh division of the women's wrestling uh, that was a huge pop for her putting on the sharpshooter on Becky uh that was aw- like that got me hype you know um Natty ended up tapping to Becky but this was a submissions match for the women's title you know, maybe this wasn't the greatest match. I think the fans, the cr- or the crowd's reactions, and just this Canadian. This was the first match. This was, you know, Canada. They had a heart, which is Canada royalty. I actually gave this match a B plus. Just, you know, the fan mainly because of the fans' reaction to Becky putting the sharpshooter and the booze, and then Natty getting the sharpshooter and the cheers. It was just kind of a classic. Good wrestling match, and I was into it. I was into it. You know, it wasn't. I know it wasn't some you know five star match, but I gave it a B plus just because it was it was a good, entertaining, classic match in my opinion. What do you think about this, man? Uh, so for me, it's just so I love Becky Lynch. I, I've been kind of singing her praises on the show since we started the show. Um, I, I'm not really a big fan of Natty. I always feel like she gets the rub because of her. Like I feel like she's in a situation where a lot of times. Um, like Charlotte, for example, the first couple few years of her career, it was very much like, oh, they're 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 pushing her too hard. She's not as good as Rick, but they're you know acting like she is or whatever. Uh, but I feel like Natty's kind of the opposite of the situation where it's like she's good. Don't get me wrong, she is good, uh, but she's not anywhere close to being. Um, she's not anywhere close to being as good as any of her relatives, in my opinion, in- including her dad. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, probably more no. technically proficient than her dad. Uh, but not uh, as as entertaining, honestly. Not as um, quick. She's just she's not as quick. She doesn't. Yeah, yeah. She's I not mean, as like. Yeah. So and and so the whole. I mean, so the whole match, like, so I mean, it was a hot start. Like the brawling right into it was good, and the whole beginning was like was really like very like fist hot and heavy. Like it wasn't really as technical of a wrestling match as I thought it was going to be, uh, considering physical. you know, yeah, you know, considering it's a submission match, it was way more physical and a lot less like chain than I thought it, I imagined it would be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, the crowd was was hot for it, uh, and the top rope like sharpshooter spot was super cool. Um, but I, I just had a really hard time getting into this one. Maybe it's just because it opened the show and I wasn't like mentally prepared for like a Becky Lynch match yet. Um, but it like it just never clicked with me. I mean, the, again, like the, the work was good. There weren't like any botches or anything. It was a good pace. It just didn't click with me. Like I don't know. Uh, all right. This the best way I can explain it is that like I, I never, never suspended my disbelief in this match. Like I was like there was never it, it never sold me to a point where I wasn't just critiquing it yeah. to make notes. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Ma- like yeah. I I don't think it was maybe it was maybe it's because they were wrestling a main event style and it, and we need an opener. You know what I mean? It's it's a SummerSlam open. We need a hot open, a good eight to twelve minute. You know, like fast-paced, hard-hitting, quick match. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I feel like that would have just been. It would have been a better fit. Um, and, and again, like everything was good. The closing sequence was good. I, I, mean, I mean, it just didn't. It didn't work for me. I gave it a C, uh, C, C plus at best. So like two and a half stars is what I actually rated it at. 
Um, sure. But yeah, man, let's just keep let's just keep rolling on this show. Uh, it was a great promo by Trish Stratus backstage, uh, and they kind of had a pack a package setting up uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, the same promo is from the pre-show, but I actually really enjoyed it. I liked the way that they've kind of booked this situation up until this point. Um, I hate that Ziggler is just the designated like main event job guy since he came back. Uh, he was so, so good in his heel promos with Kofi, and they just kind of keep doing what they've always done to Dolph and just burying him. I really think that dude would do great to go to AEW. Like, he would literally be their world mm-hmm. champion. No worry. No doubt about it. Like, yeah. uh, that'd be phenomenal. Um, I, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he would be a much bigger star there, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then it jumps right, like, straight into the Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg match. I will say this if you're going to bring an old nostalgia guy back, Match number two on the card is, is where to put him. Match number two or match number three on the card. Honestly, this match should have opened the show, in my opinion. If you'd opened the show with Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg, everybody would have been super hot for it. It would have been, like, great. The little quick Kickstarter. Um, now, this is where I'm going to kind of, like, dissect this a little bit, though. I feel like... It was a quick win for Goldberg, and I get that it's like a nostalgia thing that you're trying that you're trying to like push here, and it's a, it's a spectacle, it's an entertainment thing, but a guy like Ziggler has worked really hard again since he's come back. So why not? Ju- if you just want that nostalgia pop, why don't you put him out there against like Apollo Cruz or like Titus O'Neil or like. I don't know, like Mustafa Ali or, or, or somebody that, you know, is a little bit younger, you know, like that's not really ha- had just recent. I mean, the past two programs Ziggler's had have been with Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens. So it's like, why would you feed him to to to, to Goldberg for no reason? Like, is he going to go full time? No, he's not. So there was no real reason for him to to beat Ziggler. I'm not saying there's no reason for him to be on the show. It just it shouldn't have happened to Ziggler. Um, I mean, and hey, I don't know, uh, Cass, do you think that Goldberg gets paid by the hour? Um, does he get paid by the hour? Because the commentary booth said it about 3,000 times that he doesn't get paid by the hour, and that was really yeah. annoying. It's like you could yeah. just tell the Vince McMahon is like telling him to say it a thousand times, and it really annoyed me. I actually gave this match a dud because I was so pissed oh, about yeah. the situation. Um, a lot of people loved it. They were like, oh, if you're going to book Goldberg, this is the best way to book him. Good what? job. It's like, no, like this is no. trash. It was just, me, I hated it. So let me tell you, you were talking about the reason. The reason for the, the, the reason for this match was Monday Night Raw. The only reason for this match was to have the pop for Shawn Michaels, for actually Miz acting like the match was going to be for the Miz. And then popping everybody to think that Sean was going to come back. And then be like, Sean, this is for me. And then having this, the random surprise for Goldberg. Because I'll admit, as a fan, my favorite thing is random surprises like that. Like, I had no idea Goldberg was going to come back on Raw and face Dolph Ziggler. And they did that segment. And it was like, holy crap. And the package for it was great. Yeah. Oh, the package leading up for on SummerSlam was great too, but like in the moment on Raw, it's like, oh my God, it's Goldberg. What? Like I didn't know Goldberg. There was none of that that I read. I didn't know he was coming back. Like this is so random. Goldberg, Dolph Ziggler. What? That's a great moment. Sure. But the problem with a surprise like that is you have to end up having the match, and that had to happen at SummerSlam. And, and it sucked. And, and Goldberg is just hands down. I mean, he came from one of the worst federations of all time, WCW. Oh. He's terrible. The no selling, like he has no respect 
for anybody. You can be a big man and sell. Look at Brock Lesnar. Uh, look at the Undertaker. Went went put on clinics with Shawn Michaels a million times. You could do. I mean, Big Show sells for people, and he's the freaking Big Show. He shouldn't lose. To, in in reality, Big Show's beaten every. Big Show's beaten Braun. Big Show's beaten Shawn. Big Show's beaten Seth. Uh, John Cena. Nobody can beat the Big Show in reality, but the Big Show sells. Goldberg, this, this, I, I get the match, and I know he wasn't, but just, just seeing it again and again and again, and Goldberg just not selling is like, it's the worst thing to have to watch. He like kicks up after one, like you know that dude had to kick up after, like him getting a sweet chin music from Dolph. He's not gonna kick up after two, even the second time he had to kick up after one. He's just a no selling. He doesn't get the business. He's never liked the business. He's an NFL guy. He's a motorcycle racing guy. He's just he's doing it for the money, and I hate it. And I just don't like. I just don't like Goldberg. And I gave him the match an F. I just hate Goldberg. I, I don't like anything about no, him. I agree. I think he's trash. And he's never respected the business, and he never will. Because this could have been a good surprise on Raw. Boom, you have Goldberg out. Why couldn't they have wrestled a freaking match? Why I can't agree. Goldberg sell a little bit? He just doesn't sell for anybody. He didn't even want to sell for Brock Lesnar. He doesn't want to sell for anybody. He's a trash person. He'll never have respect in my book. I do not like Goldberg. The end. F. Where are we at NXT now? Can we go to NXT? Dude, where dude yeah. Let's let's. Speak of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'll, I'll tell you about something that I did really like. I liked the opening package for the NXT show. Oh, man. dude, the that, takeover, that, the opening package, and the idea, like, they, they did, like, they did the opening package from the crowd's perspective, like mm-hmm. shooting the screen. That was awesome, genius, almost. Like, I was what, like, this. That? It I just mean, makes you feel like you're at the show. It's yeah. a more like. It's a more indie feel. It's a more. It's a more. It's a smaller feel, and like, it just felt like it felt awesome. I really enjoyed it, and that's gonna lead us into the opening match here for the NXT Takeover, and that was the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And man, this match uh, did not disappoint at all. It was a solid exchange back and forth. Montez is an absolute star. Like, that dude is going to be a superstar. Uh, there were a couple of stutter steps, but I did enjoy both of the teams a lot. Um, they kept it pretty level and equal most <laughs> of the match, too, which is kind of hard to do. Um, with, the, you know, with the D'Angelo Hawkins taking uh, most of the major, the majority of the heat there. They had some nice hot tag spots from Ford. Uh, I like the, you know, the rock callbacks. He calls back to do, like, the people's elbow. Uh, then he ends up doing like a rock bottom. The crowd really like ate it up. Uh, and, and I mean, and Cass is going to say it was too long and maybe it could have been shorter, <laughs> but nothing they did took away from the match. So it's like, I loved it. Uh, the Prophets go over after a pair of spears uh, from Dawkins and then a uh, five star frog splash from Ford. And I loved it. I gave it three and a half stars. So a B plus, uh, Man. a B plus to an A minus for me. What did you think about this, uh, this opening tag match, man? Bruh, I'm over here laughing because as you're talking, you're not just saying the same notes, but literally in the same order. Like, I don't know if we've ever done that. I might have to print this out for you. Wow. And, like, we'll listen to that recording. I swear to God, everything you just said is exactly you just take, just take a I picture of it, it, and I'll screenshot my, like, my, my actual notes that I do on my phone, and we'll, like, Dude, post them side by side. Yeah, I literally, you, like... Everything you went like people's elbow, b- elbow, and then um, 
I wrote crowd very much into it, which you didn't really say that. But then I put long, <laughs> the word long. <laughs> right after that. Long. And then I said exciting, great tag team. Um, and then beautiful frog splash for the win. I mean, literally everything before that, though, everything you were saying. Dude, I will say this, though. The only thing I can add to this was when's the last time you've seen a Raw slash SmackDown tag team match that was like this? Like, I feel like all I, they've I, had like on, a long time. Like they long don't, time. if they ever, don't, really. Man, they are really doing a lot. Not with just not with just these guys. Like NXT's been doing a great tag team division, and you saw it again here. They have a the great team. everything division. <laughs> they do, they do. But these are like people that I've never even seen in the tag team division. I mean, I, I've seen them, but just. These are newer people, and they're still killing it. Like they're bringing newer guys in. They just are. They're they're paying attention to the tag team division. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. They're they're paying attention totally. to yeah. every division, and it's just awesome that you just are are getting these great tag team division matches that mean something. That the crowd is into. They're having great spots. I mean, I wrote the same exact thing uh, with. Uh, there was a little bit of a bad timing. I saw the same thing. A little bit of missteps, but man. Uh, it, it, really, the only part was it was dude was on the apron and he got tri- he was supposed to get tripped to fall on his face to go down on the apron on his face and it looked very cheesy hokey where he's like oh I'm falling I fall on my face and it was like really you know but dude is uh, it was the the skinnier guy from the Street Profits the guy who does like the most beautiful drop kick I've ever seen and the most beautiful Montez yeah Montez yeah, he's, he's that frog yeah, he's, splash he's a star yeah. dude. And he's a pro. I don't know his uh, his past before NXT, but that little spot on the outside made me think this guy's probably still pretty green because it looked like very hokey. I'm gonna fall on my face on the apron. Other yeah. than that, man, I put a B plus. Same as you. I mean, I literally had the same notes. It was great. Great match. B plus. Yeah. Well, Where are we jump, going? Let's jump back over to SummerSlam, man. Let's get back into a uh, uh, match number match number three here. Uh, and right before the match, we had a we had a promo for uh, Clash of the Champions, and it looks nice. Uh, uh, it, it was a nice hype package, and there was also a nice package for the Ricochet Styles uh, match. I'm pretty pumped for this one. All the all the 24/7 title stuff they did uh, is amusing for sure, uh, but I feel like less is more. Like they, they I feel like it was a, like one too many. Um, but again, I watched the pre-show, so if you didn't watch the pre-show, then I guess it's like it was kind of funny. You know, they go down the row. Uh, you know, the big pay-per-views, they'll have, like, the row of uh, the different foreign commentators or uh, the different international, sorry, international Hello. commentators. Uh, and uh, and obviously, you know, Truth and Carmella are posing as, I think it was either Japanese or, or, or Chinese commentators. And uh, it, was, it was pretty funny, and they had, like, a little Drake Maverick thing there. But I don't know. I don't know if SummerSlam and, like, that specific spot's the best place for that. Anyway, it leads us to the next match, and that was Ricochet versus AJ Styles. I'm going to go ahead and let you kick it off here since I've been just, like, stealing all your notes. So let's see how much these, <laughs> these match up here. Ricochet versus yeah, AJ see. Styles for the U.S. title. What do you think, man? Man, I, I loved um, Ricochet stepping on Gallows and Anderson and doing the Frankensteiner on the outside. It was very, very early in the match in a very cool moment. Um, pretty much, he just, you know, ran off the apron, uh, stepped on one, stepped on the other, then did the Frankensteiner. Very awesome. Um, man, AJ brought a slower pace to this match for Ricochet, 
And that's funny because AJ's not, you know, AJ's a high flyer. AJ's a risk taker and he's a great guy. But, you know, Ricochet is known for these fast paced, high flying, no selling matches is his biggest critique before he came to the WWE. But uh, as saying that, if you look at my our past shows of Ricochet, I think Ricochet has really showed that he's not just a high flying uh, choreographed guy because Mostly what I've seen since he's came to the WWE is non-choreographed matches like this one. I mean, he did it. They, they, it was, you know, eight. And I think AJ helped. They had a slower pace to it. They would do some crazy stuff, but then it would slow down. They'd go to a headlock. They would do, I mean, I really liked it. They told a story in the ring. And Shay probably isn't known for that kind of stuff. A slower pace story in the in the ring and AJ working on the leg and Ricochet doing a great job of selling that leg all the way through until the finish of the match and after the match he was still selling the leg. Um I did think it was a long match. I will add that in there. <laughs> um Ricochet um yeah Ricochet just did a great job selling AJ catches Ricochet for the Styles Clash um for the finish. Great match. Ricochet um, still looked good after the match because he had to deal with all the, you know, the outside. And, and I really love the whole, um, the whole new. They're not calling themselves the what are the, the club? They're calling the OC. They're calling, yeah. They changed that up. I like that. I like yeah. what they've been doing there. We haven't talked about that since they kind of changed that over. Dude, I'm really I like, hope. I know they're teasing it too, and they teased it a little bit later on in some packages with, uh, or maybe it was a little bit earlier in the pre-show, but. But actually, no, I was I think it was later in this show where they tease like kind of Finn Balor, uh, yeah, you know, like hopping on like dude, like yeah. and that's the thing too. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll we'll make some notes there. But yeah, so what was your overall rating for this one? So I gave it actually a B plus. It was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, match. yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like this one was pretty. Sim- I had pretty similar notes here too. Uh, but I mean, first things first, the Nightwing suit that uh, Ricochet came out in was all- was awesome. I'm a huge oh, yeah. fan of of Nightwing. He's actually like I've been a DC guy like pretty much my whole childhood. I was a super into like Superman and Batman and Nightwing and Robin and the Titans and uh, Alpha Force and uh, all all that kind of thing. But but yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed that kind of cosplay. Um, and again, yeah, that head walk into the Hurricane Rana was was super cool on the outside. Uh, one thing though is the face paint on Gallows is kind of weird. Like I don't really know when he started that because I haven't really been watching regularly every week. But it kind of seems I don't know unnecessary. I guess like like why are you wearing like Road Warrior paint? It just seems a little strange to all of a sudden start doing considering your gimmick didn't really change much. Vince well, McMahon, that's why. Maybe yeah, it's possible. Um, yeah, but yeah, again, like the same kind of notes, AJ working the knee was, was super solid. Like this is probably the best, the best, uh, psychology and the best, like, uh, selling of Ricochet's career in the WWE this far for sure. Uh, but yeah, that springboard spot was genius. Like the hopping on, on the one leg was, was great. Uh, and the finish was awesome too. Yeah. Styles, you know, catching him kind of in midair off the top rope into a styles clash. It was great. I gave it three and a half stars as well. Uh, but yeah, man, since we got a ton of content here, let's just keep it going. Let's go. Uh, the next little segment was was awesome. We had like the Street Profits kind of celebrating backstage and uh, uh, Dawkins kind of like hitting on on Bailey there a little bit, like just talking about how he wanted to hit her up. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Ric Flair comes through and it was just a nice little comedy-esque segment, but I enjoyed it. It was a great way to kind of get Ric Flair on the show and get his uh, get him a little cameo there. Anytime I can see Rick in good health, I, I will take it at the, these days. So Indeed. I enjoyed that package. 
Uh, and the next match here was Ember Moon versus Bailey for the SmackDown Championship. Well, don't we need to go over to NXT? No, we got to do two. We like they had oh, like okay. almost, they almost had double the match. How, how many? Two, Jesus! All right, I feel like, like we were... haven't gone back to NXT. Yeah, I know right. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. We'll All get right. there though. We'll get there. We'll All get right, there. I'm excited. I want to get over to the. Yeah, we got, we've only done one NXT match. I know, I know, I know. There's like ten matches on SummerSlam. There's only five on NXT, so I'm trying to okay. keep it a little I bit did. more. I don't know how to count. I don't yeah, know there you go. But Ember Moon, Ember Moon and Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. This match felt a little more old school from the get go. Uh, not really chain uh, as far as like that kind of old school, but but just solid exchanges back and forth. I feel like the production team was a little off though. Like there were some camera angles on some spots that they missed, and it definitely hurt the match to me. It wasn't just one. There were a couple where they kind of like switched cameras. The camera wasn't really on the right angle for the match that they were trying to pull off. Um, the pacing was nice though. Uh, it wasn't too slow. It wasn't too fast. Uh, you know, Bailey kind of went over, Bailey did go over after the Bailey to Bailey and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Honestly, I, it, I feel kind of similar about this match the way I did about the, the Natalia and Becky Lynch match. I just, uh, I couldn't really get into it as, as much. I don't really know why I, I like both of these uh, wrestlers, but I just couldn't, uh, maybe it's just, I felt like the storyline didn't really make sense. Um, you know, the Lynch and Natalia one was a little bit better put together, I think. Um, but yeah, so I gave this match two and a half stars. I gave it like a C plus. Um, C to a right C plus. On. What, what did you think about Amber Moon versus Bailey? Right on the money. C plus. Uh, I thought it was very physical. I mean, they were doing some hard like kicks to the stomach and just a very physical match. Yeah. And that's what I like to see throwing those potatoes. I love it. Uh, both were were showing good work. I mean, uh, Bailey uh, was looking very good and seemed like she was improving and changing her in wing in wing in ring work in ring work there we go um and just a a tad just slightly changing it little things i saw here and there by bailey uh i watch her closely um i still don't know how i feel about her but i I think she actually did a really good job um man i i don't mean to be funny but where this match was on the card and everything the length of it just could have been a tad bit shorter i mean it wasn't too long of a match it really wasn't too long of a match but why every match has to, like, they can't just have, like, dude, a, a good five-minute match is great. They didn't have one five-minute match on this car. Like, you can have a good five-minute match, not including entrances, but you can have a good five-minute match where there's ups and downs, boom, bang, bing, bong, bing. Yeah, but it's like, that. that's what I feel like this match could have been. It could have been a yeah. hair shorter. I feel like the placement of it, yes, it's a champ. It's for the championship. I don't know. I just felt like... At one point, I was like, man, I really need this match to end. Like, it's late. I need it. Like, this is go. Why is this match going on that long? Maybe I was just, it was me taking notes. Maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe I'm jaded on that aspect. And that's why I keep saying these matches need to be short. But every now and then, these I don't care how long the match is. The match could be an hour if it's a good freaking match. So maybe maybe have a better match. And I won't say... It needs to be shorter. I don't know, but I did say a tad shorter. I gave it a C plus. Same thing you did. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised that they actually like had a good match. I wasn't yeah. Much. I mean, I mean, thus far in the car, thus far in the SummerSlam card, like neither one of the women's matches really impressed me. Um, yeah. but but let's go ahead and jump back over to uh, NXT to take over, and we had match number two, which was Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae. Uh, and surprisingly, Ooh. this match did a little bit better for me, in my opinion. Oh. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I'm I'm 100% into the, like, emo sad girl, Io Shirai. I think that her as a heel is fantastic. Um, like, really, really good. I might actually be in love. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I love the aggressive new take on her in-ring style, too. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I say this all the time. When you, cha- when you like, turn heel or when you get a huge push or whatever, you've got to change something about your in-ring self, too, to kind of, like – show that you know what i mean um mm-hmm. it's the reason why jinder mahal never got over because he never he never changed how he wrestled you know what i mean like it was all the same like even when he like they tried to give him that big run and he won the title he was the champ for like months and everyone wants to shove that under the rug but like they made him the champ for months and he just he was still wrestling that mid-card style uh and that honestly has a lot to do with my issues with kofi at this time but we'll get there uh overall though i thought the match was um the match was was pretty good uh, for me. I don't. I'm not really a big fan of Candice LeRae. I don't think she's nearly as as good as everyone else does. Uh, the suicide dive into the DDT was pretty cool. Um, I hadn't really seen that before, and that was pretty solid. Uh, and but I will say that this one was a bit too long for me. Uh, this one, I do agree. Or I'm, I just I can anticipate that you're going to say that this match was. Too oh long. yeah. Oh, uh, Fifteen yeah, so, minutes. It, yeah, it was. It was a bit too. That's, I mean, to me, a 15-minute match is, is not really too long most of the time. These guys too. Considering, you know, you got to count entrances, too. So, really, it's like, uh, what, 10, 12 minutes in the ring? Um, either way, yeah, I, I do agree. It could have been a minute or two shorter. Uh, but I thought Shirai did a really good job of, of, co- of like, carrying LeRae and kind of covering, like, her weak spots. Uh, it was a really good match, but not quite as good as the opening match. It wasn't as good as that opening tag team match. So I gave it three stars, which would have been a C plus to a B. Um, yeah, definitely better than the Bailey and, and uh, Bailey and Ember Moon match, in my opinion. What did you think about Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae? I disagree. Um, I disagree. It was not better. I think the timing was off. It was a lot of feeding into each other where you just somebody who had their arms out waiting. Hey, I'm ready for you to throw you up in the air. Um, they did have some good moments. Um, way too long. It was 15 minutes plus. That's Wikipedia. So you know it's true. I've never <laughs> seen Wikipedia be wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, man, yeah. Uh, uh, whatever her name is, Shiria. Shiria. Shirai. 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 Wins by submission. I gave it a C minus because there was some good moments. They there was some good interactions and they did something. But man, for the most part, I I wasn't into it. C minus. See, with the, a lot of a lot of things for me too is when I watch these NXT shows, I'm always like, I want to the guy like the stars the, or the people that impress me. Um, I always like imagine what they'd be like on the main roster, and I feel like a heel Io Shirai versus like Becky Lynch is money all day. Oh, I like, agree. I'll so take that. Yeah. I, I think that she was great. I think, and and so again, I don't think Candice LeRae was, but the reason why I rated it high is because I think that she did such a good job of carrying someone that I've already said I thought was pretty weak. Uh, but dude, mm-hmm. let's jump on over to the next match. And, uh, the next match on the SummerSlam was not weak at all, in my opinion. Uh, they Hello. did a pretty, a, sol- a solid promo package here for Owens versus, uh, Shane McMahon. And yeah, man, uh, Owens's career is on the line. So you kind of know where it's going to go and that kind of sucks, but, uh, they did a really good job of, of, of kind of building it and making the match good. What were your thoughts on Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens here? Man, uh, crowd into it. You know, Shane, you suck chance. Uh, still with uh, the weak punches by Shane, man. We've talked about that before, and they just... Have, he hasn't been listening to our show. That's how I know Shane McMahon 
You yeah. gotta listen to Shano, Shano Mac, dude. Brother, Come on. Gotta listen here comes to the show. money. Me and because Cass are money. We try to tell you, brother, your punches are weak. <laughs> still weak. I mean, man, same stuff about Shane that we say every week. I mean, dude, look blown up. I mean, literally, we say it all the time. I'm not gonna run through it. I just saw everything that I critique about him all the time, and I was like, I'm just tired of it. But I will say this, man. I'm watching dude wrestling. Think about it, dude. Shane is living his dream. Oh, absolutely. He's always one. And he's good. And he is a good he wrestler. He's good. Yeah. He is good. You see it. You're like, God, he should have done this. He should have never went to China and been some, like, No, uh, I'm glad he did. Direct I'm TV glad he did now. I'm glad he did now. But, I feel like if like, he would have stayed, it wouldn't. we would have never gotten this. It's like, well, maybe he should have never. Maybe he could have had a full. Uh, his path could have been different from the beginning. It's like. He oh, should have yeah. been a he wrestler. Turned into a full-time wrestler at like in his been 30s. Yeah, it's yeah. Like he wanted this is you know he's getting to do it now at 40s wherever he's at. Early he, early 40s for sure. That was a Howard. See, that's why I don't drink Bud Light, man. Um, <laughs> Howard Stern burps on his radio show, so I can burp on our show, and oh. I don't care what you said. No. 1998 oh. called and they want the radio host back. Hey, Howard Stern's still doing it. He's killing it. What are you talking about? I don't know about that, but... Uh... God, what are you talking about? He's a king. Anyway, but Shane's still doing it, and Shane's definitely still Shane, killing it. Shane, it's like, dude, I see him out there. It's like, dude's doing his dream in his 40s. He's out here just killing it, and it's so funny to see. It's like, man, it's... A, I don't know. It's like, this is what he always wanted to do, and he's finally getting to do it. Like, not many people get to do that at his age. Just get to do what they've always wanted to do, True. and you yeah. tell... That's a cool story, a sub story, whatever. But um, man, I don't know. This uh, I wasn't into the match to be what? honest. <laughs> yeah, what? All this, all this talk, yeah. all this talk, and you're like, oh, I wasn't really into the match. That's my to thing. Be honest. That's my that's my thing. Yeah, I just wanted KO wins, and uh, that was it. I don't know. Well, dude. Okay, so for me, like. Yeah, man, I thought the, the pop was huge for Owens. Uh, this is definitely his crowd, obviously, like being like in Toronto. Um, and I'm I'm really loving this Stone Cold like push they're giving him. I, I think that if you're going to give it to anybody, he's the guy to do it. I think it's really cool. I think he's carrying it really well. I think he does the stunner justice, and I enjoy seeing it again. It's a fantastic move. Uh, there's just something about certain finishing moves that I feel like if they were huge and over, like I feel like the rock bottom should be passed on. I feel like... Uh, you know, now we're seeing like the stunner and the mandible claw. They're being passed on, and they're they're cool. And the, the people Man, that they're doing them are somebody should really do the switch of music. Like nobody's doing it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nobody's doing the super kick. See, okay, the, that's the problem, dude. That guy is the goat for everybody, including all the wrestlers that are in their twenties and thirties now. Just like right. we love Sean, so of course everyone wants to do the super kick. I, I don't hate that. Like yeah, that that to me is almost like the ultimate like ultimate respect because it's like. Yeah. Dude, now everybody has to do it because they love it so much. But, but yeah, that's I mean that is what it is. Uh, I mean, they, so they announced that Elias is the is the guest enforcer, and that kind of like really drained me. It kind of put me down. I was like, oh no, like he's gonna have a lot of involvement. And that's gonna suck. But that's not really what happened, which is good. I mean, there was some involvement, but not too much. Uh, there were some great spots and lots of Gaga, but it was all booked well. Um, Everything flowed really smoothly to me. It was a very Stone Cold style match. Like, if you remember, you know, we've kind of covered these matches uh, before and we've kind of poo pooed on them. But at the same time, like, this was the crowd was into these this match. The crowd was really there the entire time. It wasn't it wasn't a wrestling clinic, but it was a very much an old school like WWF main event style match. 
Um, and it progressed the storyline. This match focused... It was two guys that could wrestle, that could have had a good indie wrestling match if they wanted to, that wrestled a main event WWE-style match, and I thought they delivered really well. I thought it furthered the storyline. I thought both guys ended up better off having had this match, and that's always the goal. So I gave the match a B because, it, again, it wasn't a wrestling clinic. It wasn't a B plus, It wasn't an A. But it was a B because storyline-wise and as far as like the psychology of the match and how they've led up to here – and where they go after this, I feel like they did a really good job telling the story, so I gave it a B. I mean, that's where I'm at. I'm at. I mean, I agree. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, I didn't really like the Elias thing, but um, I mean, I think I'm just kind of tired of. Sh- I think these shame matches just are kind of. It's a little much. I don't know. They're just the kind of the same, but yeah, I really enjoy KO, but um. Yeah, I mean, I agree well, with you there. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't give it. I don't. Get, I definitely can't give it a C, but I definitely. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm right there at a B. Right there at a B. Right with you. Where Where are we at after this? Are we going? Uh... Well, we're gonna go ahead and get into the nostalgia here, and I think we're probably gonna strongly disagree on this one because the next matchup oh, on, on on this one. Well, we had a little package kind of covering the Roman Reigns situation, his like argument with Buddy Murphy, and the big fight they had. Uh, kind of you know, kind of pegging the blame on all these attacks on Daniel Bryan and Rowan and all that. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's gonna lead us into the next match, which was Charlotte versus Trish. Uh, and I gotta okay. say this, man, like this is not me just like fluffing. Like, dude, Trish is hotter now than she has literally ever been. Oh, Maybe God. it's like me getting older and like just finding older women more attractive. But like, Jesus, like, dude, Trish Stratus 1999 versus Trish Stratus in 2019, 2019, all day, every well, day, twice on Sunday. She's Good lord, she she's looks thinner. She's thinner. She's more fit. Not to break down a woman's body. I know it ain't right, but I'm going to do it anyway because I don't give a... She is super fine now, man. Yeah, she's so fine. much hotter, dude. Yeah, she's way thinner. The work she's putting in on her body is being very much admired. It's appreciated. Yeah, That's why you think absolutely. she's doing it. Uh, but yeah, man. And honestly, like, I, I felt like... I was worried. I was like, you know, she's rusty. She was great. You know, her and the Lena matches were great, but the business has changed. Uh, I, you know, I was kind of worried about this match, honestly. Uh, but I felt like she was really holding her own in the opening spots. And Charlotte was doing a great job of carrying her and making her look good. But I feel like she performed, you know, you know, kind of how we talked about the Io Shirai and Candice LeRae. Both those, ga- both those gals are young. And, like, uh, there shouldn't really be an excuse for someone to have to carry the other. But for have, to have someone that hasn't really been wrestling full-time in, like, 15 years, uh, to have the outing that she had was, like, un, uncanny. Like, not just impressive, but really impressive. Like, I mean, she's better. Trish was better on, on Sunday, in my opinion, than 50% of the women's roster. Uh, I mean, she's just... She just has it, man. And and sure, like she's a, a you know a step behind or whatever, a step slower. But she is also a wily veteran. She knew when to play to the crowd when she was kind of you know getting blown up or whatever, kind of slowing down and and making things work. There were solid exchanges back and forth. And to me, as far as the women's matches go, this was the women's match of the night. Um, uh, maybe maybe it was the nostalgia, maybe it was the hot crowd, but I loved. I literally loved this match. Uh, I, I mean. There was a few, like, little things that bothered me. Like, neither one of them was really wearing knee pads, and that, like, hurts me. Like, some of the spots that Charlotte does, like, just slammed on her knees, like, with no knee pads, like, it's just a big yikes for me. Like, it just, again, it's probably because we've both been in, like, terrible indie rings with just, like, tarps and rugs. 
but yeah, like not wearing knee pads is just it just hurts hurts my soul. Uh, the, the the figure eight spot that Trish pulled off was beautiful. Uh, it looked great. Oh yeah. I mean, the girls are putting on a Broadway here, and she hasn't done this in literally years. I loved it. She did not disappoint. Um, honestly, because there wasn't interference, that a part of it too, really kind of made it match of the night thus far to me. Like I, this far in the SummerSlam show, this was a better match to me, honestly. Just as me as a viewer and, 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 and viewing enjoyment and being a fan for as long as I was, so nostalgia playing a factor too, this was a better match slightly to me than the AJ Ricochet match. I gave it four stars. I gave it an A-. Uh, what did you think about Charlotte versus Trish here? Um, I'm way off from that, man. Um, I think you know it's nothing against Trish. I think she looks great, and I think Trish should get the credit for the women's revolution. I think Trish should get credit for all of that. Her and Lita really used to tear the house down and do some great things, but I think she just doesn't compare because women wrestling has just evolved and come a long way, and now women's wrestling is just as good as men's wrestling, where we're just ex- we're just as excited to see a Becky Lynch match for the main event, as we are a, a, a Seth Rollins match. We really are. We love these matches. They're they're up on the same playing field. They're 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 right there hand in hand. And where she was at in her day, it wasn't the same. And she brought that with her. She just doesn't have the skills as the women do. And that's not oh, her fault. But I, I think, think she did a great job. I do think they were not Back in her day, she was wrestling. Sure, but to say that she doesn't have the models. skills to like to take a month or two and train with the modern girls and learn new moves, I think is incorrect. I think she I does have that. the skills. I didn't you say that. You said she doesn't have the skills. You literally just said that. I don't. I don't. I didn't say it how you just said it. I I think she has skill, but she doesn't have the same amount of skill. She has skill and she is good and she is a pioneer, but I don't think she's up. One, she's older she doesn't look it she doesn't look at it at all she looks hotter than literally ever all yeah. of them. than all, ever all yeah, the yeah. young girls Good honestly Lord. Good God in heaven have mercy on any me. of the, the younger ones but um I think the other ones are just on a different playing field and yeah Trish hasn't been in the ring and she proved a lot but she still showed that that style of wrestling women's wrestling that we had back then when they were divas she was in the ring with models and sh- and crap she was she's an athlete but she had yes. to wrestle some girls that were porn stars true 100 yes she didn't get and it's not her fault so i'm not blaming trish she didn't get to if trish started the same way these girls started in the same time trish would be 100 the man yeah 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 if her birthday you know, if her birthday was 10 years later or yeah. 15 years later yeah i agree but she's coming in here wrestling these porn stars and, and stuff that's all she remembers so now she's having a, a month to get in the ring with charlotte she did a great job i still think she was a little off and she should she just reminded me of that past era of you know model uh, wrestling that diva wrestling i think that was kind of part of the, that that could have been like how the, how it was written though because i do honestly feel but, like, like she didn't look winded to me she didn't look blown up like i feel like they, no. they, they could have booked they could have the agent could have given they could have made it more modern style, and I think that she could have done what she – I think that she could have done it, honestly. 
because I, that's what I'm saying. Like everything was everything was smooth. But I, I will I say I, I did see some of those early 2000s callbacks that you're talking about, like some yeah. of those moves and stuff. But that's because that was her heyday, and I think they were playing on that nostalgia. I don't think it's because Trish couldn't hang now. I'm I don't not think that's trying to hate on. I'm not trying to hate on her. I'm just saying that's what she came from, and there was. There was there was signs of it. She just did things, and that's because that's how it was back then. I mean, there was very. She just wasn't as. Sure, I see. What, what I'm yeah. When Becky and so and so have a match, it literally is just as good as the men's match. Trish never was into that, and I just saw a little bit of that with Charlotte. With Charlotte is one of the greatest of all, of time, all time when it comes yeah. to women. She really is, and. They, they did a good job, but the most I can give it is a C because I just C? saw some things God, that it just didn't impress okay. me. So, so what were the things that didn't impress you specifically? Oh, well, I didn't write them down, but I mean, oh, okay. in my in my like photographic yeah. memory, there was some, you know, just like the way she would, you know, like a cross body or a clothesline, just like very little things looked very women's wrestling divas. Re- she did her moves looked very divas wrestling. Whenever there were two models in the ring, that looked really, really like it looked like she was wrestling Stacy Keebler. You know what I mean? Mm. Who isn't a high class athlete? Trish is a high class athlete, and at in her time, she was the pioneer. And I'll give her all the credit. Her and her and Lita stole the show. I, I mean, I always will say it was nobody else. They're the true people who are the women's revolution, and they never give them credit. I don't know why they don't. They always start it with. All the way further down the line, but well, dude, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and talk about a high class athlete that I know that you want to talk about here. Let's jump back over to the NXT show, and right before the next match here on the card, uh, uh, your little boy toy, your little uh, your little uh, indie crush, Matt Riddle hits the ring, oh, uh, and, cu- and cuts a, cuts a little uh, cuts a little a promo here, and in a, a, a street fight kind of ensues with Killian Dane, and I thought it was a cool little segment. It was a good way to kind of break up the show a little bit because this was like an old school, almost like an in-your-house where it's like every match is like a blow-off to an angle. There's only five matches, so everything is a big match, uh, which is cool. I like that. I think that's what makes NXT different. Um, but this was cool, too. It was cool to kind of break up the spot here, help their angle a lot, I think. It's going to get me to tune in. I would, I'm would. i really hyped to see a big Killian Dane Matt, you know, Matt Riddle match on a blow off match on just the regular NXT TV. Another great thing about NXT is they actually have blow off matches just on TV. They don't have to be on pay-per-view, which is nice. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we also got to see a cameo by Austin Theory here, uh, which, you know, we've talked about that guy on our Evolve show and how much we love seeing that. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time here. I think it's obviously they have a working deal with Evolve. So I would not be surprised if he comes into NXT with the Evolve championship. Um, that might be something they do, uh, to kind of make him, uh, you know, put him kind of all like, at least in that North American, uh, title picture right away. Uh, so speaking of that North American title, that was the next match on the card. Let's jump right into it. The triple threat, which, uh, sees the Velveteen dream is the champ versus Roderick strong and Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight, uh, man, I'm going to go ahead and, and just kick this one off here. Uh, it was an amazing intro uh, by the Dream, as always. I loved the Mountie reference; very cool. Also, like kind of putting you know the Raptors over in the hometown; very cool. Um, also, Pete Dunn is a freaking star. Um, I, I kind of need him to just go ahead and be on the main roster. Like he he's only I mean I know he's pretty much carrying the U, the NXT UK brand on his back. Like him and him and Mustache Mountain like 
Trent Seven and, and Tyler Bate, but those three guys are pretty much doing all the heavy lifting on the other brand. But I, I would love to see that dude on the main roster sooner than later. Uh, the exchange between the Dream and Dunn was absolute magic. Uh, I, I really hope they get to have, uh, you know, an actual singles takeover match at some point. Uh, but Strong came back. Roderick Strong came back on a tear two uh, with all those big backbreakers. And the match was absolutely awesome, man. I mean, the crowd was super into it. All the three-way spots were incredible. Uh, three of the best guys on the brand, for sure. Um, I just, I mean, I love Pete Dunne and Velveteen Dream so much that uh, I almost felt bad. Um, it, it, I was pretty indifferent on Roderick Strong until this match. Uh, and he really proved to me that he deserves to be in the conversation, too. Uh, he's just kind of bland in his promos. Uh, but every time he actually gets in the ring, I love Roderick Strong. I just... I, he's he's going to have to kick it up into a different gear and not just be a background guy in a stable if you really want to sell me as like a, a workhorse title and NXT kind of contender. But yeah, I mean, but the Dream and, and Pete Dunne was great. Dream stopping the riff instead of breaking up the pin and that triple threat spot was genius. I hadn't seen that before in a WWE match at least. I've seen it in, on indie shows, but that was super cool. Uh, it was an amazing like sequence for the finish too. Uh, that, I mean, because it it was great, man. It was great because it doesn't hurt anybody. Like Pete Dunne took two the two finishes from both guys back to back, so it doesn't really make him look weak that he got pinned. And Roderick Strong just kind of got knocked out of the ring right at the right time, so he couldn't capitalize on it, so he doesn't really look weak. And then Velveteen gets the cover and goes over and retains the title. This is perfect booking, man. Perfect booking because everybody, everybody doesn't lose any everybody gained from this match everybody their their stock went up everybody and that's how that's the best way to book pro wrestling and you've got a definitive actual finish here four stars like an a an a minus to an a uh i loved this match what did you think about this triple threat match man yeah man i totally agree man with the double finishes i wrote the same thing everybody looked so strong Man, same thing though with uh, Rod, not you know, no pun. Roderick Strong yeah. uh, is such a background guy, you know, and yeah. he, but he did look good, you know. He's I such had a that, great worker, had, though. Yeah, yeah, I had that same feeling about him. Like this guy just seems like su- his look and everything is like he looks like, hey, I'm hello, everybody. He's the I new D- dude. He's a dude, Malenko. Like that's what he is. Sure. He's like that forgotten about guy and and. and the horseman, but when you get in the ring with him, it's it's great every time. Good comparison, good comparison, man. Valvatine Dream though is just, man, he's something special, oh. and I don't want to rush him to the main roster. No, I agree because I'm scared. He's super I just, young. He's like 22 man, or 23. Stay in NXT and just live it up, man. Yeah. In that beautiful, like at least two more such, years. Such a beautiful title, that North American title. I, yeah, I, I just, love it. I love oh. it. I love it. I was dreaming about that. I don't have the, I don't have that many notes on this match just because. I loved it so much. I just, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. They did such a good job. Man, a triple threat match could suck. I've seen so many crappy triple threat matches, and they did such a good job. And you said it best. Everybody looking strong. Um, I gave it, you know, B plus A, whatever you want. I mean, it was right up there, top notch, top notch, top notch match. I can't say more. Uh, I totally agree with everything you said. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost living this high off of that match again. Like, I just, mm. I loved it. Four mm. stars. Uh, and four stars for me is almost a five-star match. I don't give five stars out, like, but once every few years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really love the match. Let's go ahead and jump back over, though, to, to SummerSlam. Uh, it was a nice little spot seeing Cass's favorite wrestler ever. Uh, Brett, 
Bret Hart with the best in the business today, oh, uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I actually really enjoyed that. It was a nice way to you know get a little slap on the back there from a legend, uh, because I do love Seth Rollins and any kind of like any kind of like legend respect he gets is always welcome from me. Uh, but then there was a package for uh, for Blandy Borton and uh, Kofi, Kofi Kingston. Uh, and this is probably the best way to book Orton, honestly, even though I just have no desire to literally ever see him in WWE again. I think the only thing that he could do at this point to make me interested in him is to leave the company and go to somewhere else. Um, but at least there's a legit backstory here. Uh, and that's kind of sad that it's rare these days. But I mean, how often do you find guys that are on the main roster at this level that have been with the company more than 10 years? Um, so it's cool that they, that they have something they can like throw back to that's that old. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, we'll just jump right back into the match here. It was Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let you, let you take, like, you take the reins first on this No, man, I need you. I want you to take the reins on this one. Okay. 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 I need to hear what you feel about this. Okay. So the, so the the Blandy, the Blandy Borton thing. All right. So here's my thing. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear you. I want to hear your take before I go. Okay, dude, new music and new gear would go such a long way for Orton, I feel like. Even if he just wrestled the same way, like, new music and new gear would just be a change that I would really enjoy. Uh, I just can't get down with a champion since May. Uh, you know, like, I, 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 can't, I can't get down on the Kofi Kingston side at this point. A, a champion since Mania still being the underdog in every single angle he has doesn't make any sense to me. Like, you have been the champ since WrestleMania, and you're still the underdog. Like, how how does that make sense? Like, they, it's like they booked him still chasing the title, and he's had the title. It's like everything everything building up to Mania. Everybody had Kofi Mania, and I was into it too. I, I love to see that. I love the, the, the finish. I love the match that he had at Mania. But everything since then has just been a plateau. Like, it never... There's no... There's no payoff, and and regardless of what anybody says, he's slowly losing steam. Uh, like all this momentum that he had is slowly going downhill. There's no growth at all, honestly. And 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 wrestling Blandy Borton just makes it worse. Like I I honestly struggled to watch this match. It was very painful to me. And and listen, dude, I like Kofi. I like him, but his reign is underwhelming at best. Like I'm I'm not. I mean I'm not. I don't I don't want to bury him. It's just like. It's been underwhelming, and I just have I have I give zero zero about Randy Orton. Like I just don't care to ever see him in matches. Like it just it 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 just it's it, I hated it. I I didn't like this at all. A double countout finish too at SummerSlam, absolutely Man. garbage. Uh, the yeah. only reason it got one star is because of the post match and the fact that Kofi Kingston. And Randy tried hard. That's it. Like they, they got one star from me. Like I hated it. I hated it. Well, that's why. That's why I wanted to hear what you had to say first. That's why I wanted to hear what you had to say because I was worried that I I was worried you were gonna say something crazy. I was worried you were gonna say something crazy. But I am actually I, I am happy and I I I feel good because man, why is Randy Orton in this match, I don't get it. I don't get why Randy Orton is in this position. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. I mean, because they have nowhere else to go with Kofi. Why? They have and, nowhere and, else and to and go then, with Kofi. And then about Kofi. Okay, here's Kofi. 
I can't, it's so. But un- now it's like, who do you put the title on? Yeah. Like, well, who do you put the title on? Like, he's been the champion since WrestleMania. Maybe Dolph. Maybe Dolph will get a little run. I hope not because he's not doing Maybe shit, Owens. Right? Maybe Owens. Oh, I think Owens, Owens should probably get this. Owens should get it. But, I mean, I can't believe Kofi's still the champion. Exactly what you said, not doing anything different, not showing up, not proving it, not doing. I mean, not stealing the show. He's not stealing the show. And then Randy Orton, you're not going to steal the show with Randy Orton. It's like, this is this is a lose-lose situation yeah. all around. It's like, man, I, yeah, this is a D, a D plus at best. I don't know yeah, why, man. what is going on. Like, guys, Randy Orton, you got to quit. You got to let him go. Like, let just him let him go. go. Quit. Yeah. I hate it. I love you, Randy. I love you, but brother, you were like you're saying bland. But dude, bland. I mean, like, dude, Cody like Rhodes versus bland. Randy Orton in AEW. I, I'm into that. I, I would pay. I would watch that just for I'd the intrigue for of that. seeing him there in a different go. situation. You Let him actually go. wrestle and not have something that's booked for him. See what he can say with a live mic where he could curse. That'd be nice. Like just dude. to see what he's like, because he's kind of. I mean, he just seems like an asshole. So it seems like it'd be an automatic heel for me. Like I just, yeah. I just feel like I would hate him anyway. It's so, like, just, he has Xbox heat, heat with me. Like, I just don't want to see him at all. It's like, the same thing every time. He doesn't bring anything new on the mic to the story in the ring. Anywhere. He's just – it's he's a great athlete, and he looks really good. He's one of the best-looking wrestlers I've ever seen. I mean, it's, it, like, needless to say, both these guys – I know Kofi's the champ, but I'm going to say this honestly. These dudes in the wrestling business – have more yesterdays than they do tomorrows. Like, there's no way around it. Well, you know what Kofi's I mean? like, there for more business reasons. Sure. Just long in. Why, sure, why sure, else? Sure. Why else is Kofi Kingston? Still but but let's just go ahead and jump to the next match, man. And these guys, I think, have the brightest future ahead of them for sure. Uh, I mean, I love the promo package here for Bray and Finn. Uh, they did a really good job of kind of like booking this last-minute angle, but the package kind of tying it in to make you – kind of invest in it a little bit. It kind of bums me out that Finn is going to take another loss here. Uh, but you got to put the Fiend over. I mean, this is like debut thing. And, dude, the entrance for Bray was absolutely incredible. Uh, the Fiend character is awesome. This kind of gives me a little glimmer of hope. Hey, I'm going to give a little nod to, to our good buddy Bruce Pritchard here. Uh, he's done a fantastic job with, uh, you know, with, like, the all, all, all the Firefly Funhouse stuff that he's been doing and bringing this Fiend character. And, I, and a lot of people are like, oh, I hope Vince doesn't bury the Fiend. Like, guys, you know what? We haven't done this in a couple of episodes, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Bring it in close. The Fiend is a Vince McMahon creation. Right. So it's not all it's not all senile old men. Hey, look. Well, you I, know. I, I, I poop on the booking just as much as everybody else does. But, hey, let's not act like this dude is just old and senile and has no good ideas at all anymore. Because the Fiend is awesome. Um, it's an awesome character. He's wrestling different, too, which is really good. Again, I think that's important. When you change your character, you got to wrestle different. You get a big push. you got to wrestle different. you got to change things, man. Um, but then again, too, like to kind of touch on what I said earlier, I honestly think this loss may lead to a good thing for Finn if he ends up going heel and joining the OC. Like, for example, if, 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 uh, you know, maybe they, maybe let's say the blow off for the Ricochet AJ thing is in a cage so the OC can't interfere and Ricochet goes over clean, then you put, you know, AJ in that world title picture and then you have Ricochet versus Finn. I mean, at one point we could get raw tag team titles. We could have, you know, 
We could have the U.S. title on Finn, and we could have the WWE Championship on AJ and really have the OC as like a hardcore stable. I could, I could totally get down with that, man. man. And, then, and then have – and then maybe, a, you know, maybe six months down the line or maybe for Mania, have like an Undisputed Era versus the OC at Mania, a big like five-guy match. Good way to get everybody on the show. Um, good way to have like a, a faction versus faction kind of match. I think that would be pretty cool. Um but yeah, man, like leading back to this match, it was awesome. It was cool to see the Fiend kind of get his a great debut, Mandible Claw out of nowhere. Finn got his shine. Uh, really cool with the blackout and the creepy laugh track, and then he's just gone too. So there's no like weird exit for him. Very non-wrestler-esque, very character-driven, very Undertaker-esque. I but again, it wasn't a wrestling clinic. I gave it two and a half stars. So a C plus to a B minus. Uh, but I mean, that was all pretty much uh, intro just because the match was, I mean, what, like three, four minutes long. Uh, what did you think about Finn and, and, and the Fiend? Man, I, I liked the whole new character for Bray. I really liked that. But the crowd was not in this match. The match that they had Crap's going. for into the intro, though. Yeah, but man, as the match was going, it was dead. Everything they were doing was just. Watch that again. The crowd was dead during this oh, match. They were super into it. And from my what I watched, there was nobody into this match. I'm Everything they were go going for, go I'm for gonna, it. I'm gonna make a note on the next episode. Please, it's a break because <laughs> I please. feel like you're off on this one. But I'm not. I if I'm off, then I need to get my. I need to get a hearing aid because it was. I watched everything else. And then everybody was just dead on this one. Nobody was into it. It just felt, I don't know. And it took it, it took everything away from me. I liked, I liked the whole thing. I liked the ending and the blackout and all that. I really liked the character, but uh, the match itself, I thought was really not good. I gave it a D at the most because they were just in the ring and the, the ring work and everything with these two guys, something wasn't working and the crowd was just kind of. I don't know if they were fatigued from everything else. They just had to watch Randy Orton stink up the house. Maybe that had to do with it. But uh, yeah. I gave it a D. I didn't like it. I did not like the match. As a, I mean, I like the character of Bray Wyatt and all that whole thing. But this match thought was was pretty lame. And I gave it a D. Well, man, I loved it. I, I, I mean, I would love to see where it goes. But let's just go ahead and jump back over to the NXT show. And uh, this is one that I hope uh, doesn't really go much further because it was uh, Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I've been kind of singing Shayna's praises as being like a legitimate, uh, like almost like the tough guy champion in the women's division. Uh, But at this point, she just needs to go ahead and come on up to the women's roster. There's nothing else she can really do as NXT Women's Champion. Um, but I will agree for with her going over here because I do, certainly don't think that Mia Yim deserves to be the women's champion at this point. Um, man, okay, let's just go ahead and jump into this. I, I hate to yeah. be that guy, but like we're, we're critical of guys like Jericho and Chuck Taylor and Joey Janela and that kind of thing. Um, and so I'm just gonna come out and say it, man. Yim needs to cut up. Uh, you know, she needs to drop some pooch, especially considering. Uh, they showed a lot of like the you know in the package beforehand they showed a lot of her older footage when she was more cut and she has put on more uh, flab. It, it's not it's not muscle. Uh, it's it, you know it, I mean I don't know how else to say it. Uh, that being said, she does appear to be the most legitimate appear physically to be the most legitimate threat to Baszler's run. Um, I, I mean I hate to say this, but for this show for the NXT show this was the popcorn match for me. It, it was hard for me to stay. Um, it was hard for me to stay invested. And I want to make this clear. It was not a bad match at all. 
but everything else on the show was was exceptional. So this was easily the worst match of the night here. Um, that being said, it wasn't the worst match of the weekend. Uh, but there were some stutter steps, and the crowd was really kind of dragged in this match. Like they were just kind of dead because every you know this is the fourth match, and the first three matches were bangers. So this one had you know a tall order to to match or or best it, and it certainly didn't. Um, again, they didn't they didn't poop the bed or anything. It just it wasn't great at all. So you know Baszler goes over with a leg scissors sleeper. Uh, I just I was not impressed by it. I gave it two stars. So a D plus to a C minus, possibly a C at the at the furthest reaches. Uh, what did you think of Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship? Yeah, man, I don't have much more to say. I gave I actually gave it a C. I will give it to C, man. I thought they were it was slow paced. Uh, they did get very physical, but it was boring and just they didn't bring much to it. Uh, yeah, man. The the one with the submission, the other woman's match of the night, one with the submission as well, um, on the NXT show. But yeah, I get I gave it a C. I mean, it, I don't think it was terrible, but it was definitely nothing special and kind of just like you said earlier, what uh, an earlier match. I, I forget which one we're talking about, but it didn't really get you. I don't know. It didn't get your juices flowing. This is kind of same with me. It was like eh, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It was kind of just a this is a match. I don't I don't know. That's yeah. That's where I was at. Didn't steal the show for me, uh, honestly. But I, I wouldn't give it bad grade. I mean, I gave it a C. It was a match. It a yeah, it was. It was a match. It was a match. It was a match. It was a match. You know, it was a match. Okay, so we did actually time this out perfectly. So now we were at the main event for both shows. So let's just go ahead and like thus far before we dive into both these main events, man. What do you think? Um, you know, leading up to this, like, are you leaning more NXT? Are you leaning more SummerSlam? Which way are you kind of teetering here? You know, it's kind of weird because of how many more matches are on SummerSlam, but I'll have to say, I I think I have more, I have, I have, you know, I have an F and a D on the SummerSlam show. I don't have any bad grades on the NXT show, but for some reason I'm still kind of leaning towards the SummerSlam show on, I don't know, it's. It's. I think it's I'd all up for grabs. It's pretty, I think it's, it's yeah, all. It's, up for grabs. Yeah, it's really up for grabs. And honestly, man, these two main events are not going to make it any easier. So let's just dive right into these main events, baby. It is main event time here on Kayfabe Comparisons. And the first main event we're going to cover. You know what? Since we have two main events left, I'm going to let the KG cast pick. Which main event would you like to talk about the most? Oh man. Uh. So I'm going to get to go. I'm going to go right now. Yeah. Uh, right now. Your choice. Hit me, baby boy. Let me get you with the Adam Cole. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's do it. Let's go. I have some notes here, and I haven't read them since I wrote them, so I'm probably going to stutter. No, I'm kidding. Let's go. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, see? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? I don't know. Okay, no. Man, Cole, Adam Cole, very over, okay? Uh, dude came out. I was shocked. How much he was over? I'm maybe. Am I not watching? Do you watch NXT? How come? I, I do when I can, but you know, like I've got, I've got, you know, two kids and a career, right. so it's it's kind of difficult. But <laughs> and this Man. podcast, so it's like all my research yeah. pretty much goes to our nostalgia. I mean, we do it once a week now, so if I'm watching wrestling, it's probably one of the nostalgia shows that we're covering, or I'm doing research for the show, or whatever. But yeah, I tr- do try to watch NXT when I can. But yeah, and so he is. I was, I, dude was over. I was very shocked about like how over this dude was. 
man, so they did some very quick mat, mat wrestling. Uh, they had great timing, and it, it's what you expect with these two guys because I haven't been watching, but I know a lot about these two. These two, uh, we've seen matches. We've we've talked about matches with these two guys, right? We've we've had a show already where we rated a match between oh, these yeah, two yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and obviously these guys are in NXT together. They they've had a long history together. Man, I ex- I expecting. I here's the thing. This is a top notch match, but you expect nothing less from them. But they did deliver. They really did deliver. And man, I was jealous. I was very jealous. They went into this whole thing about both men during the match. They brought this up. Both men are Shawn Michaels fans. Both these men revere Shawn. And then you got. Uh, Morrow, whatever his name is, R- Ranello, talking about it. Both these men revere Shawn Michaels. Both these men love oh, yeah. Shawn Michaels, and the commentary both- was just oh. immaculate in this match. Too. And like- he was he was helping tell the story. Oh my god! And he was talking Mara about how uh, both gym. these both these guys love Shawn Michaels, and they're both throwing- Mama Mia. Oh my God! And it had me into it, and it made me jealous, though. I was like, man, that should have been. That should be me. I want to be that. I want to be the guy that is the Shawn Michaels prodigy. But I'm not. I'm doing a podcast. But that's okay. It was great, and it it made me jealous in a good way, though. I loved it, man. There was fast pace, big moves, man. Uh, it 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 could have looked choreographed, but it didn't. Like the things they were doing, man. They were just good, yeah. They were doing so. Then the first fall goes. So uh, the first fall wasn't a no DQ, right? The first no, fall was was a straight up match. Yeah. But then the second one was a, D, a DQ. So Gargano goes ahead and just loses a fall and gets a chair shot right away after yeah. after the first fall. And I really liked how they did that. They really, you know, and then. I didn't realize that the third fall was also DQ though, but I mean I guess that makes sense because you already have you already have uh, weapons. So um, I yeah. really liked that whole thing that they were doing there. Like he he sacrificed a fall, you know what I mean? And that yeah. makes him look good at the end whenever sure. he doesn't win because he ended up sacrificing. Him. I don't know. I really I really liked that. I hadn't never seen anything like that, man. Match was so long, forty six minutes long, which isn't like that long, but Here's where I say, man, this match was long, but it was good. You know, it's a 46-minute long match. Man, Ric Flair used to put on an hour-long clinic. Shawn Michaels done an hour a bunch of times. This uh, was 46 minutes long match in today's world, but, man, I thought it was great, dude. Um, there was a little bit, I will say, I, I got to critique it. No selling galore. They were, like, no selling left and right dude so then it goes down with a cage i'm jumping around left and right so then a cage match happens where there's chairs and there's fake looking sledgehammers that are obviously made out of rubber um everything but dude the no selling at this point closer to the end of the match i think they did a great job at selling and having a great match at the beginning of the match but towards the end especially uh johnny gargano was just like they really got on this indie no sellingness, like where they were like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to be selling the leg or the arm, but f it, I'm gonna, I'm just not." And then like jumping right back up, and I'm gonna take two sweet chin musics, and then I'm gonna jump back up. It got very into like everything I hate closer to the end of the match, and then one of the worst things I've ever seen, 
and I don't know why they would do this. The dude brought out, so the cage is down. There's all these hardcore weapons. Everybody's like, this is hardcore. He takes out a brown sack. He's got the brown sack. It's a hardcore match. It's got to be tax, right? I mean, you never bring out a brown. Right. You never bring out a brown uh, sack, and there's, there's, there's. It's always tax. It's, it's tax. Always, what is it? The crowd starts booing because he brings out clippers. Cutters, clippers. Everybody, you can literally see everybody. Everybody starts booing, and then they stop booing because they're like, "Is this real? Where are the tax? Like, he's got. Does he have the tax behind him? Where's the bit? Is this a bit? Like, you guys pull my like. No, whoever did that fired whoever's whoever idea whoever's idea that was is like why would you do that like you set these guys up for failure watch it again the crowd boos he like a couple other things yeah i mean you had stuff you already you had stuff like already attached to the cage like and it was just random stuff like a fire extinguisher anyway you could have just attached a toolbox and then he could have like rummaged through the toolbox and then found some clippers and people would have been like oh what is he gonna do with clippers And then Why? you're like, oh, and then he goes up and gets the barbed wire. And that, you see what I'm saying? Like, but the but, sack thing was terrible. I agree. Why was it the same sack I, I that agree. always has tax I, in it? I literally I said out loud, tax. And then he yeah. did that. Then I heard the crowd booing, and I was like, oh, that that's kind of bad. So that they just pop hard when he like climbed to the top and like started. Yeah. When they realized what he was doing with the Clippers, they were like, "Oh, okay, we're into this." Like, I think they still were. I felt a little disappointment through the whole thing after that. Like, wow, this is bad, man. So fall off the top was crazy. Um, for the finish, it was uh they kind of missed the other table and it looked very painful all around. But I gave the match an A, even though, ma'am. I really think that maybe it shouldn't deserve an A because there was a lot of no selling on Gargano's part, man. The dude does not sell. He just does not sell. He was not selling. It was like, this dude. It's just a okay. This this is a different kind of match. Like I don't it's a like two out, that, a two out of three. Like okay, okay. When but you I've say that though, you're like oh. Guys. But you haven't though. All right, for example, right, here's, I've seen a million of them and people sell. Okay, well, like in January, well, we've got a few months to go, but in January, we're definitely going to cover uh, Royal Rumble 2000, and there's a great main event there. It was Triple H versus uh, Cactus Jack in a street fight, and so if you don't like no-selling, that's a classic match, but there was tons of quote-unquote no-selling in those matches, or or any of the, but I think you're just not a hardcore guy. You just don't. No, You're... because no, I disagree. Because if you watch a McFoley match, whenever he's going through these matches, he's barely standing and dying, and he looks like he's barely there. Dude, Johnny, I love the guy, but he just gets up like nothing is wrong. He does no, not have the art. So. He doesn't get it yet. I and disagree. He's still green, I, I guess, but he doesn't disagree. get it. He Jesus, gets up like so nothing wrong. is wrong. He's green. That's asinine yeah, to say uh, yeah. at this point. What are you talking like, about? Asinine. Watch it. He is green. I, if you're gonna, you gave say, the match an A. Don't don't get don't get heat. Don't get hot with me and be like, go watch it. You gave this match an A. Don't talk down to me. You're like gonna, you're saying it's asinine that he's not selling. That's he's no. Not I said it's asinine to say that he's green. To say that Johnny Gargano is green is because is he has nothing asinine. on. Because he has nothing on the pro level. He is not on the pro level. He is not there to say he is on the pro level to compare them to compare him to a professional WWE performer he is not there because he ain't he's not selling. there he's he, so, okay okay so he's not uh 
He's not on a, on a um, let's say Xavier Woods level, I or let's say or, or say there. any of the Usos. I, I'm or, talking uh, about top, I'm talking about a Shawn Michaels. Okay, oh, well, he's in NXT. We're not talking about main eventers. You said professionals, so we're going to talk about professionals. Sure, he's not. He's not ready. So he's not ready. To, twisting. Hold not, on. Well, now I'm, I'm not, not trying to get into a debate and like so. You said this. I'm talking about. I'm being legitimate, and I'm talking about real things. I'm not saying like, okay, Xavier Woods is a yeah. Xavier, I'm not okay. There's like people that are low totem pole. The guy Fandango. Obviously, I'm not comparing him to Fandango. I'm saying he is not who people think he is yet. He's just not. He's not selling. He doesn't I sell. 100%. I he needs to learn how to sell. I you disagree. don't get to pop up. You don't get to do these. You don't get to act like that after all of that. You 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 went through two different falls. You've gone through. There's, there's tables. There's sledgehammers. There's a cage. And then you get up and nothing happened to you. Nothing happened. Ricochet sold a knee even till after the match was over and hopped at literally the whole time sold a knee. Gargano didn't sell at all. But he got to that point on the main roster. No sell. You you said all of these things about Ricochet when he was in NXT. I didn't say all these things about Ricochet when he was in NXT. Yes, you did. You your biggest thing with the Ricochet was that he didn't sell. You (laughs) and I kept talking about how he how he grew. But there was no so so before you can't start selling until you get to the main roster. That's not saying. what I'm saying at all. That's, that's not. I just I I disagree. I disagree with your you entire said, now assessment. Now we talk about we could pick apart what I said, but all right, what you just said is Ricochet didn't start selling until he got to the main roster. No, I said you said that. I said that your whole thing with him. Okay, your whole I, thing I've with Ricochet impressed. on the on I the history of this show. At the beginning of this episode, I said I was impressed since Ricochet came to. NXT because he was selling right away. I I, I was impressed since I didn't think okay. I didn't maybe think you should he go would back ever, and listen. Maybe you should go maybe back and you listen. You should go back, Mister Know It All, because I didn't say that. I literally was impressed with Ricochet since he came over to the show. I I all I knew from Ricochet was that choreographed uh back handspring match that he had with Goofball, and I thought that's who he was. And he came to our show, and the first match he ever had with us, you can go back and listen. I said. Oh man, wow! This guy does a lot more. And then all the way up to this match with AJ, he was even killing it with selling. Gargano didn't sell a lick in this match. He sold for like two seconds, and then he popped back up, and everything was cool. But that's what's wrong with wrestling. Nobody, no, nobody cares about that. Everybody wants him to get back up and do some crazy move off the top of the cage. Everybody wants him to get up and do some crazy. I just thing. don't see that's what's wrong with wrestling, though. That's I just totally what's I just, wrong with. I disagree. But you gave this match an A. You gave this match an A. You can't. I will. I'm gonna edit this and go and take what I said and bring it to the right. I said I want to give this match an A, but because of his no selling, I don't know. I don't know if I can give it an A. That's basically what my quote was. Said this was a great match. They had a great match. I want to give this match an A. I give it an A, but because of Gargano selling, not selling, I I don't know if I want to get it there. And then you chimed in, and that's where this argument started. With me saying I don't know if I can give this match an A. That's what literally where it starts. So what? So what did you give this match then? I'm I'm gonna have to give it probably a B plus when I wanted to give it an A. That's kind of what my point was. I wanted to give the match an A, but because of Gargano not really selling, it's got to drop down because it just he kept popping up. Every it, it was nothing was nothing was real. It, you you don't suspend disbelief whenever you wrestle like that, and it and that's what's wrong with wrestling. And he's I green. Just, I just, uh, he's not, see, uh, that's, that's, that's the problem. That's, that's my problem. Is he not 
screen. He doesn't wrestle right. He doesn't do what Shawn Michaels does. He doesn't do what The Rock does. He doesn't do what's that's green. He doesn't. He's not up to par. I I, and if you want to compare it to Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods knows how to sell. Xavier Woods wouldn't wrestle like that, so he's oh, not. Well, they, Xavier, Xavier Woods couldn't wrestle like that. That's that's the thing, though. Like, that's it's not. That's the thing. Xavier Woods talking. wasn't given the opportunity. Is that that's not fair? No, dude, Xavier he's not capable of having this kind of match. He's 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 been in several situations like this. He's been. He's, we've we've. I mean we we've seen him wrestle in TNA. We've seen him wrestle in in other company. He's not. He's not he's not capable of having these kind of matches. He wrestled in NXT for two years before he came to the main roster. He's not capable of doing this kind of thing. And I love Woods, dude. I love Up Up Down Down. I subscribe to that YouTube channel. He's a great personality. I love New Day. But he this is when you say things like he's green, like, dude, this guy could easily be an IC champion on the main roster today. Today he could be on the main roster as an IC champ. No questions asked. No questions asked. Dude. Like so, so to say he's green is just the wrong. That, that's that's green. what that's what gets me hot, dude. But the heat is good, man. The heat is good. Ow. This argument is good. The argument is good. What? Okay, I'm I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze I'm gonna breeze past this since like we did like pretty much you hit on most of my notes here. Except I have the opposite as far as selling. I thought that like again, and we've we've had different arguments about like if you roll through like. I know exactly what you're talking about, where he takes like a big like kick to the face and then he delivers a, a, a forearm. But I also feel like you're being a little bit more like partial to Cole. I love both guys, but it's like Cole. If, if you're gonna say Johnny Gargano wasn't selling, then then neither was Adam Cole because he, he was he was taking the same exact bumps, the same exact like it was an even. Uh, you would you would easily agree that it was a pretty even keeled match back and forth between both guys. So well, like Gargano was taking these big. Moves falling on his head, whatever you call Adam Cole's move call, was, though. but so was and then Cole. he would just pop right back up. It just it Dude, didn't make any sense. Cole took a super sunset it's pile of driver off the top rope and pop up, but you didn't say anything about Cole. That's what I'm saying. Like you keep saying like that Gargano specifically green. That's that's Gargano. I just I disagree. I disagree. But but I will say I did give the match an A. It takes I gave the match an So anything I say about one, it takes two to tango. But there was there was. Little selling. I mean, you don't see that anywhere else other than indies and NXT. People popping up and doing stuff like that. It's well, just, dude, you know what? That's what makes the show great. The fire, the fact that we just argued for 15 minutes about that. Do not edit any of that. I feel like every part of shit. that was gold. Every part of that was gold. And I'm going to continue to disagree with you about Joey Gargano. Joey Gargano. I don't know why I keep calling him Joey. He should change Johnny his name Gargano. to Joey. Maybe he really he should. should. He's so but green, you know he can dude, change his name. You know who shouldn't change his Nobody name? Nobody knows who he That's is. Frickin' Rollins, and everybody should know his name now. Let's go ahead and jump over to the SummerSlam main event. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. Oh, Dude, yeah. great brawling to start this match off. Fantastic, like, quick stomp spot early uh, to kind of, like, really give that, like, um, especially considering how he initially won the title from, from Brock when he cashed in. It was a great false finish there really early in the match. Uh, the continued like backflips out of the German suplexes were so so well done, uh, and Brock was working really well like an actual pro wrestler again. The past few matches actually he's been doing significantly better. Uh, I think it's safe to say that like Cena and Reigns and Rollins have been the three people that he's easily had his best matches with. I don't think any of those Taker matches were really good, honestly. I don't think anything that he did with Goldberg was very good, but those three guys really have given him. 
the best matches since he came back from the UFC. Um, dude, no one sold the bear hug better than Rollins. No one out of the three guys I just named sold that bear hug better than Rollins. He sold it like he was getting the life squeezed out of him, man. And it wasn't a rest spot. It was a hold that they used to add drama. And I wrote it down because it was that important. It, you know, it wasn't like a big slam. It was a, it was a freaking bear hug. And it was awesome. It, it, like, it added so much to the drama of the match. That huge frog splash was incredible. The false finishes towards the end were amazing. The crowd was up and down with it the entire time. And, dude, the best part of the match, Seth Rollins goes over clean in the middle of the ring after a stomp. No low blows, no chairs, no interference. Seth Rollins gets a 1-2-3, and he is the guy. A plus Four and a half stars for Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar for me. What did you think? Man, I went a little overboard at the end of this match because of what you're saying. First of all, let me start off from the beginning, though. Man, I actually like Brock Lesnar and the WWE. A lot of people hate on it. I think it gives a big match feel every time he's out there. It just is a big moment. You're seeing Brock Lesnar, who is, you know, arguably the most biggest famous sports figure in time right now and we're lucky enough to have him in the wwe i mean this is brock lesnar he's proved himself in the ufc he's a monster and we get to have him in the wwe i feel like everybody who knows sports like my brothers that's fair that's fair my brothers don't watch wrestling anymore they used to watch it in the 90s they haven't watched wrestling since the new generation era with like diesel and Shawn michaels and if i went to them right now I know they're going to know who Brock Lesnar is. You know what I mean? They like sports. But they probably wouldn't know who Seth Rollins is. They probably wouldn't, but they were really into sports. They watch SportsCenter. They love football. They love, uh, you know, everything. They don't really watch MMA, but they like SportsCenter. You know what I mean? I know they know who Brock – everybody knows Brock Lesnar. So I love that he's here. People hate that, but I – I like other sports too, and I watch a lot of ESPN, and for some reason, I get like this big match feel whenever Brock's out there, and I love it. And I think, man, dude, that like bringing the bear hug back like that, that's like that, you know, Andre the Giant with the bear, that was like a big deal. When Andre put Hogan, watch WrestleMania, I do like once a year. I watch that match like once a year, because it's just such a historic match, and I love crap like that. I love how the lights up top, like, you see, like, they follow through the camera. I don't know how to, like, they, the lights on the camera, they don't really make, I don't know how to, it's like a laser. I don't know. Everything about WrestleMania 3 is right. But, man, just, anyway, sorry. I went on, a, that was weird. Uh, the, <laughs> just the, do you know what I'm talking about? No, like, I know what you mean. WrestleMania yeah, yeah. 3, like, the, when yeah. they move the camera, the lights yeah. are like lasers or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I love stuff like it's that. It's like lens flares that they get yeah, from the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. guess there you go, you know. So, um, anyway, dude, just a bear hug and it meaning so much like that. Like when's the last time you see, you saw a bear hug, like big show. I love big show. He always kind of tried to make that work again and never could. And he never really went with it, but dude, Brock with the bear hug, it works, man. It was great, dude. The crowd was loving it, dude. I'm telling you big time matchup. And that's what Brock Lesnar brought. Brock Lesnar swinging him with his, like, rib tape. Yeah. Yeah, grabbing it. That was great. That was, like, something really cool. The intensity, though, that, like, both these men were showing. They went to the outside. You had the table spot. The the great false finishes. Like, you thought 
you thought Seth stole it, and then he didn't, and you're like, all right, Brock's going to win. All right. Yeah. That's, you know, as a wrestling fan, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, that yeah. was fun. And I remember thinking, like, that was fun. That's why I like wrestling. I thought I thought Seth was going to win, you know? And I yeah. thought, like, I was an idiot. I was like, I'm such yeah. an idiot. I'm, I'm yeah. such a wrestler. It was fan. great. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, I I'm really marking enjoyed out. it. I'm marking out like an idiot. Of course, of course, Seth isn't winning. You know, it was a yeah. false finish. Right, then, yeah. The way they did it, and dude, what I wrote here, Brock showed respect laying flat on his back after the match. Seth Rollins. First of all, another note, I loved Seth Seth's reaction. He he had like one of those. I hate to bring up Sean, but like he like it was like a yeah, like it was a real reaction. Like he won a fight. Like. Yeah. You know, you know, you know who's gonna win or whatever and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. I hate bringing yeah. that up. I hate bringing that up, but put that in perspective. Yeah. His reaction was real. That wasn't a like I'm gonna. Uh, he tried to do like some tear stuff afterwards, yeah. and it didn't but really. E- work. But even as a performer, it's like once the three count is done, you know you've put on a banger. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like that's There's still something you, special. You, regardless of like what the outcome is, you know you killed it, and that yeah. that's a real thing. Like yeah. And I didn't like, he tried to do like some, I don't know if it was fake crying or they told him to do that, or maybe he really thought he was going to cry, but it kind of felt like some fake emotional. But first he rolled off of him after that three crown and he like literally just put his hands fist to his chest and went, yeah. And like really felt like he was saying like, yeah, yeah, I did it. I beat Brock. I mean, it just felt like really good. And I was like, yeah. But then you notice Brock Lesnar still laid arm out, arm out, leg out, leg out, back flat, laid on his back. He didn't yeah. pop up. He didn't do the Goldberg where he starts flinching. Uh, 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 I'm flinching. I'm up. I'm up. I'm everybody. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm I'm Goldberg. Brock Lesnar laid there, dude. Yeah. All spread eagle. Spread yeah. eagle. That shows, for me, that shows some respect to the business. It shows respect to Seth Rollins. Because Seth I Rollins. Agree. Seth Rollins, for some reason, Seth Rollins didn't look that small. And that's such a small detail that goes so long. Like, the, forever, for me, that's, that's forever on oh, tape. Oh, man. Like, for me, forever. that was like watching yeah, him. I and agree, I kept, dude. I, I kept saying it out loud. He st- I kept saying, he's still laying. He's still laying. Yeah. He literally, the camera was on. And, like, you could see Seth celebrating. And literally, Brock never moved. He literally was spread eagle, laid on his back, looking up to the heavens, as they say, just out it was great a great moment it's like he gave but literally about seth though seth is a smaller guy but like even seth's arms whenever brock was holding on to him they didn't look that much small like oh no no he's he's dude he's just got a smaller frame but he's jacked he's small he's yeah he's way smaller and like obviously the body but like seth didn't look like he couldn't beat right yeah 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 i agree i agree yeah. He he made it believable. It wasn't like some unbelievable thing. And I understand Brock doesn't want to lose to like some short, you know, puny guy. I thought it was great, man. And I love the respect that Brock showed to WWE and Seth Rollins. And anybody that hates on Brock, rewatch how long he laid there on his back with his arms spread out. A plus as what just like you said, that was a great man. It was short but action packed and just exciting with the false finishes. That's what yeah, I like about it. It was great, dude. It was great. Because I got, I marked out. Like I thought, oh, Seth's not winning. So oh. overall, so overall, now that we've covered both main events, which way are you leaning? You got to, are you going to go SummerSlam? Or are you going to NXT Takeover? I'm going SummerSlam because I loved the main event and. Dude, I, you know what? It looks like it looks like we're buddies again because I agree. I got, I gotta give it, I gotta give it the, the nod to SummerSlam. 
so yeah, man, here we are. Uh, you know, kind of the finish of the NXT versus SummerSlam show. Um, the KG Castlesh and Mr. Know It All himself. There just kinda, he is. Just kind of covered. Just kind of <laughs> covered it. I, I think you coined my new nickname, man. There I think it is. you coined a new T-shirt. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, uh, I yeah, you know. The, the, oh, I love it, buddy. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm super into it, man. First time at WWE head-to-head show. I, I think we did a great job. We definitely fought more than ever on this one. Really made an actual kayfabe comparison. Loved, loved doing the show with you, man. Oh. Um, next week, next week, we're going to be doing a double nostalgia show again. We're going to be throwing it to another ECW show. It's been a while since we've covered yeah. one of those. And this is notoriously, uh, this is ranked uh, their very best ever pay-per-view. It's 1998 ECW Heat Wave. It's ranked their best pay-per-view ever, but this is kayfabe comparisons, and we will be the judge of that. Because it's going to go up against 1996, one of our other, at least favorite main events. It's Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. WWF in your house mind game. Man, that's going to be great. The week after that, closing out August uh, and kind of ending the SummerSlam season, we're going to be doing a a way back, a deep, deep cut on the nostalgia shows. Another nostalgia head-to-head. It's going to be 1988 WWF SummerSlam versus 1993. So about as far back as we're gonna go. That one's gonna be a super, uh, a super cool show. Kind of like, kind of like the the heyday of the of the golden era. Kind of towards the end of the golden era. The kind of the beginning of the new generation. Uh, and then you know, leading into September, on uh, September the fifth, we're gonna have NXT UK Takeover. It'll be their first ever takeover, so that'll be pretty interesting. And that one's gonna go head to head against the next AEW pay per view All Out. I'm gonna go up to Cass's house. We're gonna watch All Out together. Oh yeah, uh, we'll be doing some live streaming on that one, so be sure to follow us on all of our socials at kfabecom, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Uh, and then rounding out uh, about a month's worth of programming here on uh, September the 12th, it's going to be A New Hope. Yes, September the 12th is going to be A New Hope. That is Star Wars A New Hope versus Back to the Future 1, and we're going to keep that going every month. Every month. So September is Star Wars New Hope versus Back to the Future 1. Okay. October is going to be Empire Strikes Back versus Back to the Future 2. And then we're going to bring it all the way to November. We're going to round out this trilogy. November is going to be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. We're going to try to keep this whole pop culture thing going. You know, we saw it. We did it for the first time. People seem to like it. Me and Daniel seem to like it. Nintendo beat Xbox badly wiped them on the floor with it but you know we're gonna do the pop culture thing every once in a while but we're gonna still keep it kayfabe we're still gonna keep it wrestling we're still gonna bring you the hits Shawn michaels rick flair all of our favorites you know how we do it so please give us a subscribe a thumbs up tell your mom about it tell your friends about it tell your aunt about it about it your uncle your your kid Maybe if you have a son who likes wrestling, I don't know, your niece, um, your best friend, anybody. Every Please, just tell everybody about it. We want the subscribes. We want the thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Tell us how much Daniel's an asshole. Whatever you want to do, just please do what you can. This is Kayfabe Comparison. Peace.